Welcome to Everyday Heroes, a podcast brought to you by Sports Finder, Australia's very own sport and fitness specific marketplace. Welcome to Sports Finder's Everyday Heroes. My name is Amo Huli and today I have a very special guest with me, Miss Kazmira from Melbourne Underwater Rugby. Kazmira, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolute pleasure of mine. Uh, Kazmira, take me back in time. How did all this begin? <laughs> it started a couple of years ago, actually, when my partner, Dennis, had moved from Turkey. He'd been playing underwater rugby in Turkey for about 15 years professionally. Uh, and then came to Australia and had this vision of, of making his own club, and that's how Melbourne Underwater Rugby started. Wow, so they played underwater rugby in Turkey. I never knew Turkey even knew what rugby is, to, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're like at land rugby, to be honest, but they're very good at underwater rugby. Um, yeah, he was playing in the national team. We have done you know, incredibly well from a Turkish point of view, and now actually coaches the Australian um, men's team as well. Or underwater rugby. That's correct, yeah. So we've got a World Cup coming up in 2019 um, and we can get some good results there for the Australian men's team. Wow, okay. Tell us a bit about the Melbourne team, the Melbourne underwater rugby team. Like, how did it all start? Where had so you all we come started yeah. in November uh, of last year Yep. And gradually we've been building up our player base. We've got a lot of old swimmers, um, water polo players. We were just kind of looking for a, a full contact sport that added element to adrenaline. So it's a little bit different to other sports because you're obviously playing under the water. So we play between three and a half to five metres under the water. It's all played at the bottom of the pool um, with special equipment and gear and whatnot. So slowly we've been building up our player base. We had our debut tournament um, at the Melbourne Cup earlier this year um, where we placed pretty well. We were happy with where we did. Um, and then we've got a tournament actually coming up at the end of September in New South Wales that we'll be going to um, and looking to, to get some good results from there as well. Okay, okay. So explain the game to us because I'm pretty sure not, not, not many have actually heard. So, <laughs> I'm sure they haven't. Yeah, they the game's played at the, at the bottom of the pool. That's correct. So we play anywhere between three and a half to five metres. Yeah. Um, but depth. And in terms of length of the pool, somewhere between 12 to 20 metres. Um, obviously, the longer the pool, the more swimming, the shorter the pool, the more contact. We've got a couple of goals on the bottom of the pool at each side in the weight of the pool. Yeah. And our players wear special equipment. So... We wear a diving mask, a snorkel, and fins, which makes us fast under the water and also gives us the ability to, when we come up for air, actually continue to watch the game. So we can breathe using the snorkel and continue looking down into the pool. And basically what we do is we piston up and down. There's 12 players on each team, six in the water and six out of the water, and it's kind of like basketball. There's unlimited substitutions. So you do two or three dives, your everything, have a fight, make a few passes, try and score a goal, and then once you're tired, you jump out and your buddy jumps in. There's also a few positions actually as well. We have the forward position, which is a lot of the attacking the goal. We have a back position, which is a defender that lays in front of the goal, and they're sort of the first line of defense. Um, and then we've got a goalie, and they actually lay on top of the basket. So um, sometimes it can be quite difficult to actually keep yourself on top of the basket without wedging yourself in because that's one thing you're not allowed to do. 
Wow, a basket. I'm guessing what's what's the um basket do? Well, I'm pretty confused. <laughs> so basically, it looks like it's a bit like a rubbish bin, and it sits at the bottom of the pool, and that's the goal. So the aim of the game is to get the weighted ball into that goal. Wow. So the ball is actually weighted because otherwise it is it, weighted. Yeah. yeah. So it is heavy. So the aim of it being heavy is that you can actually pass somewhere between two three meters under the water, um, and that's of this sport is, you know, not only the adrenaline from holding your breath, but this is a true three-dimensional sport. You're not just playing, you know, forward and back and side to side, you're playing up and down as well. Okay, and what's the, what's the fitness of these athletes like? I mean, what kind of training do, do they do? So, lots of different types of training. I think the thing is that when you first get into it, you know, everyone feels like they're going to be incredibly unfit, but it's amazing how your body adapts so quickly. So, usually after your second or third try of the sport, you find your lung capacity is better, you know, your fitness is better, your speed is better, because you're getting used to the equipment and the actual pissing up and down of the sport. But there are some particular exercises that are beneficial for this sport. And, and it's things like explosive type of workouts. So endurance is one thing, but it's kind of that you know, short burst of high intensity energy that you use and then quick recovery. So it's, it's pretty important to be able to go down there and fight for, say, 30 or 40 seconds, come back up. And that quick recovery time is really important because you've probably only got a couple of breaths of air before you need to go back down again. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like... I'm actually taken away. Um, <laughs> let's um, let's talk a bit, a bit more about the future of the sport. Where do you guys see this sport heading in this country? So I think that the sport's grown massively um, in the last, last 12 to 18 months, and I think there's been a big push um, from people with a lot of experience who have come from overseas, including Jensen, um, you know, the coach of our club, to actually really raise the profile of the sport in the country and actually make it more it's kind of been played as more of a social sport in Australia, but now teams are really starting to get competitive, particularly because the prize at the end of the day is going to Berlin to compete, you know, for your club and your country um, against the absolute, you know, best nations in the world. Um, you know, them being Norway that is one of the top teams in the world, Colombia, um, a lot of the European nations. So, you know, you can't call this a social sport when you've got that type of prize. Waiting for you at the end. So, I think it's been around for 10 years. Um, as I say, in the last two years, it's really exploded. And I think each club, there's a club in each state um, and territory apart from the Northern Territory in Australia, each club's really working hard to get more members, get the word out about our sport. And, and eventually, the aim of the game is to start getting some sponsorship because at the moment, we're all self funded. Um, even our national team is self funded. and I think, you know, it, it's really important. We've got a, as I said, the World Cup coming up in 2019 for our um, underwater rugby Australian national men's women's team. I think it's really important that we try and get as many people behind that as possible because they have a really good chance of doing something great for this country. Wow. And, uh, and how are you guys finding the participation rates? Are people really getting involved? Uh, what are the, the different age groups and so on? So generally participation tends to be pretty good. It's obviously quite a hard, hard sport to market because generally people haven't heard of it. A lot of people think it's a fake sport. Um, yeah. what, what we find is, you know, 
targeting people who maybe have been athletes before, you know, old swimmers, old water polo players. Um, that needs to be a really good group of people who, you know, know what it is to be a competitive athlete and know how to train for it and be disciplined for it. Um, but I think the other thing that we want to target is actually getting young people into the sport. You know, so people maybe in the, the early years of high school, because what you find in Europe is the best players in the world. They've been playing since they were 13 or 14. So it's kind of hard to you know, be a muscle memory to learn this type of sport once you get sort of, you know, to 30, 35, 40. Yeah. And then uh, do you see a much, much older crowd because um, it's less pressure on their joints and so on? We do, yeah. We do get some um, older players, not, you know, old but in saying that one of the best players in the world is in his 40s um, in, in Norway so uh, I think that is definitely an attractive feature for the sport is that you know it's less impact on the joints you know it's great for your cardiovascular fitness and your you know your lung capacity and those sorts of things um, and you know it's something fun to do and it's really like nothing else because I think one of the things about the sport we talked about how um, you know your physical fitness is obviously very important but your mental fitness is so important as well because generally when you're holding your breath under the water, you feel like you need to come up for air, but that's really your brain tripping you. You actually probably have a few more seconds under the water before you actually need to come up. And so to have that mental strength to be confident in yourself, confident in the water, um, I think that that's you know, one of the greatest assets of this sport. Okay, awesome, awesome. And, and can you see you guys going and uh, having like more uh, leagues in terms, in terms of divisions and age groups and you know? Yeah, that would definitely be the aim. So, I mean, this year in Australia was the first time we had um, a female league, which is obviously a really great development. I think there's still more that needs to be done because we're working on a mixed league and a female league, which at the moment means that the females in our underwater rugby are playing twice as many games as the men, which doesn't really seem that fair. So I think we really need to, the first step will be to moving um, that to being completely separated, so a separate men's league and a separate women's league. And then I think further from that, there needs to be the development of potentially an A-league and a B-league. And then hopefully in the not too distant future, the development of a, an under-21 league, because there are under-21 world championships that, you know, I, I think we'd be grateful. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a possible idea, and I can't, I couldn't see why people wouldn't participate in, in the actual sport, because it's got so many different dimensions to it. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting, it's, 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 uh, it's got high intensity. Uh, you, you get your, your they'll reach a level where the athletes will be at a elite level when it, where, where it comes to fitness because there's so much um, high intensity stuff involved. It might be a bit of uh, a, a bit of similar to the AFL and so on because it's working short spurts, bang, uh, you, you take off and you start again, you take off and you start again. So exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all that sort of um, fitness needs. A, a crazy amount of training, so it's, it's only a matter of time before it gets discovered. I think so. I think it really is only a matter of time. And you know, one of the great things that we've got going in Australia is, you know, as kids we're taught to swim from, you know, almost before we can walk, yeah. we're sort of thrown in the water. So, you know, Australian people are, you know, generally big. You know, they're strong. They're good swimmers, intelligent, educated. So this is a perfect sport for them. As I said, you know, 
marketing base, it's also very mental and you need to be able to follow, you know, detailed tactics and those sorts of things, which is, you know, I think why Berlin people will in the future be the world champion. Absolutely. Um, and there's so many people involved in swimming programs that reach a level where they're, they're swimming at state level, someone's on, then they just give it away. Maybe this could be an uh, alternative where they, they do all that and they come and they start playing underwater rugby. Exactly. I think people kind of get to that point in their swimming career where they, you know, maybe feel a little bit bored by it. And that's what the great thing about this is it's swimming, but it's it's with a group of people, you know. It's, it's a social sport. It's a, you know, it's a group sport. It's a team sport. We're playing with a ball. It's high contact, you know. It's kind of got all those little elements that maybe people found, you know, that they're looking for or, or they're bored from their swimming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so you mentioned that you guys are trying to get get sponsorships on and, and so on and so on. Uh, how, how does that all happen? How do you guys take this lead to, to a whole new level? Well, I think it kind of needs to partly come from our governing body, and I think one of the things that will help that will be to see what the results of um, the World Cup are. I think if our national team proves that we're a force to be reckoned with on a global scale, I think that then it will really only be a matter of time before, you know, the, the potential for sponsorship is there. I think the other thing as well is, you know, the more players that we get playing in Australia, the more the sport will, you know, not be such a, you know, what the hell is that, um, and more of a household name. And I think that those are the kind of things that, is what I imagine sponsors would look for and what I would look for if I was sponsor a club. Have you had any media attention? There has been some media attention, actually. I mean, our club's been in the Herald Sun um, and also the Weekend Australian. And there's also been, you know, little news stories here and there across Australia, Channel 9 News. I know I've done a bit about that. But that's kind of the next step as well is kind of just to reach out to people within the media um, to try and get them to, you know, latch onto this incredible sport that it is. Wow. I mean, all the best. I hope it, it does happen. Um, Thank you. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time, even maybe approaching the smaller networks first. Yes. Might, might, might be a good step, even maybe your Facebook lives and so on and so on. I mean, that's streaming for free now. Um, exactly. Yeah, so all, all the best with all that. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people learn more about sport? So to learn more, the best place to go is to our Facebook page, which is Melbourne Underwater Rugby Inc. INC at the end, and there's a logo of a kangaroo. You can also find us on Instagram as well at MELB underscore UWR. Kazmira, thank you very much for joining me on Sports Finders Everyday Heroes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Everyday Heroes, brought to you by Sports Finder, Australia's very own sport and fitness specific marketplace.